0: Okay. Open your Bibles, if you would, to Psalm 83. Psalm 83. Do you know that God's people are a hidden people? They're a hidden people. God's people are a hidden people. They're hidden in Christ. And. We're even hid from ourselves. We don't know we're God's people before he saves us, do we? We're hid from the world. The world just thinks we're one of them. They don't see any difference in us, except after the Lord saves us. And then they think, well, what happened to that fella?" Or what happened to that lady? But when God regenerates us, and we're born again. We are truly new creatures in Christ, and we're given faith to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But even before that, we are the hidden ones. We are the hidden ones, beloved. name of the message is God's hidden ones. God's hidden ones. Let's look at this in Psalm 83. Let's read the first five verses. Keep not thou silence, O God, Hold not thy peace and be not still, O God. Now we're told to be still before God. Aspher is praying that God wouldn't be still, that he'd move. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult, and they that hate thee have lifted up the head. That's still true today, right? Men and women lift up their heads in pride against our great God, even today. Before the Lord saved us, we did it too. Israel was called a stiff-necked people. That could be said of all the world, right? We're a stiff-necked and proud people, we human beings. Look at this, though. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people. Look at this. And consulted against what? Thy hidden ones. We see here that God has a people. They're called thy people. And they're also called right here, thy hidden ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation. That the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. So during this time, the enemies of God's people had come up against them and they wanted to cut them off. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sounds similar to what's happening to Israel today, isn't it? People want them destroyed. My, oh, my, but more importantly, too, God's people, the true Israel of God, are the hidden ones. And it says here, for they have consulted together with one consent. Now they're they're joined together. Nations that were enemies once with each other are now in a confederation against the nation of Israel. We have seen in our lives... Enemies of the gospel go into confederation against the true gospel. It says here, verses six to eleven. Oh, it it speaks of those who are confederate against. Look at this: the tabernacles of Edom, and the Israelites of Moab. In the Hagarines, Gibel in Ammon, with Amalek, the Philistines, with the inhabitants of Tyre. Arsar is also joined with them. And they have hopen the children of Lot, Selah. My, oh my. They're a confederation against the nation of Israel. Now look at verses 12 to 18. Who said, let us take to ourselves the house of God in possession? See, that's what this confederation wanted to do. They wanted to wipe Israel off the map. Oh, my God, make them like a wheel as the stubble before the wind. As the fire burneth a wood and as the flame setteth the mountains on fire, so persecute them with thy tempests and make them afraid with thy storm. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek thy name, O Lord. Now look at that. He's not asking that they be destroyed. He's asking that they be turned to God. That's our heart cry, too, even for our enemies, isn't it? Lord, save them, please. Please, save those who confederate themselves against the gospel, against your Christ, against your people. And we can understand how people can confederate against the gospel because we were in the world at one time. Even though at that time we did not know it, but we were hidden. We were some of God's hidden ones. And we had no idea. No idea at all. Let them be confounded and troubled forever. Yea, let them be put to shame and perish. That men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, look at that, art the most high over all the earth. We have a picture here before us of how God protects the church and keeps us Safe amidst all the trials of life that we go through. And we've went through many trials, haven't we, Brother Brian? We've went through many trials as individuals and as a body. And God has kept us the whole time. Brother Zane, we talk about it all the time, how the Lord took care of us. And Brother Dave, even before the Lord saved us, he took care of us. We talk many times about that. He, he just watched over us, guided us, directed us. Amen. Takes care of us even today. And Sister Linda, we can look back in our lives and we can see how God's, how He's moved in our lives, how He's protected us. It's absolutely amazing. Even before we were saved, do you know we were redeemed then? See all the preacher does I'm just telling you about I'm telling, I'm telling God's people about what Christ did 2,000 years ago and we pray that one of God's lost sheep will hear the, the voice of the shepherd and be born again by the Holy Spirit of God and you know what find out they're one of the hidden ones find out they're one of the hidden ones they're, they're one of the ones who are hid in Christ didn't even know it my oh my Israel had all these nations. We saw the list of some of them. All these nations confederate against them. Coming up against them. They joined together. They were plotting to wipe, wipe Israel right off the mat. To quiet them forever if they could. What a picture of the church of God. My. You know the, there, there was a place that was a famous uh, fella who was against God. I can't remember what, where the place was, but I remember reading a story about it, and he, he used to put out literature. You know what happened after he died? They printed Bibles from that house. <laughs> oh, my. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? My, oh, my. In the world, I'm, I mentioned this on Saturday, or Sunday. The world, the world hates God's people. They, they might not manifestly, openly say it, but they don't like him. They don't like us. No. I had a fellow today, I walked in, and all the guys are sitting there, and there's this new guy that's been coming, sitting there, and he found out I was a preacher, and he don't like talking to me a whole lot. He sat, I sat down, and he was in the seat beside me, and I sat down there, and I'm just talking with the guys like I could talk with you. Right, he looks over, and I started laughing because my friend and I were sharing a joke. He goes, "What are you laughing about?" I said, "Oh, Gary's making me laugh like crazy." You know, and um, man, he just looked at me really weird, really kind of stone-like, and I thought, oh, "I know that look. I know that look. You can't get at my master, so you're gonna, you you want to take it out on me, but that's okay. I'm I'm used to it by now, aren't we?" We get used to it. And I'll tell you what. My own dad came out at me when, I, when the Lord saved me. My own dad. My own dad tore me apart at dinner nights at my mom and dad's house every night after I professed Christ. I lived with him for six months. I couldn't. I, couldn't, I, had, I had to move and get my own place. But six months, I just sat there and prayed for him. So if anyone else tries to come at me, my dad came at me, man. Everybody else, nothing that way, right? He prepared me, brother. Amen. And he does, doesn't he? From from the very place you think you'd get love, you got I got hate. But that's okay. I know my Heavenly Father loves me. And like you said, there was a reason for all that, Brother Zane. He was preparing me for the ministry. Baking the cake, brother, that's right. All the ingredients got to go in there, don't they? But that's what happens. My, oh, my. So now when someone like that acts like that with me, it's just, that's nothing. That's me. That's me before the Lord saved me, right? That's you before the Lord saved you. Yeah, could be, it, he could be a sheep, brother. That's right. And that's why I just keep talking about the Lord. I don't care who's there. The Lord opens the door. I'll be talking to my buddy, and he's right there here. He can't shut his ears up, can he? He's listening. He'd See, that's why we just, when the Lord opens the door, you just talk. And, and those guys over there, you guys can join me. It's a lot of fun now. They ask questions sometimes and man, the door just swings open. <laughs> oh my, but anyways. But, but we, we face persecution from places we don't expect, right? The, the Lord told us that, that even our family members would turn against us. But we have a new family now. You guys are my family, right? All born-again believers are my family. And we have the same Father. We have the same Spirit. We have the same Savior. And praise God, we've been born again by the the same Spirit and given the same faith, too. We have the same faith, don't we? Same object of our faith. That's right, Christ. Amen, Brother Dave. Christ. Christ. So here we see the heathen raging against Israel. And nothing's changed, has it? The heathens still rage against God's people. God's church. They still rage against God's, God, the Israel of God. I'm talking about the elect of God. The ones who come from every tribe, kinder, tongue, and nation. and they still rage. But you know what the scripture says? It says this, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall have them in derision. You ever think of that? when you hear when you hear all these things going on in the news and these people protesting all this stuff, just think of that. They're in derision. The Lord laughs. He just laughs at them. I was thinking this today. And if you agree with me, you can agree with me. If you don't agree with me, you don't. but but we, we, we are such proud beings, right? That we think that what we, ma- we say when we're rebels in our heart matters to God. It's going to maybe, maybe, maybe going to offend them. He laughs. He laughs, beloved. The scripture says this. He that saith in heaven shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision and confusion. That makes me pity my fellow men. Right? Because we were there. But we did not know we were hidden ones. We were hidden ones of God. And like you said, Brother David, we don't know if there's another hidden one sitting right there. The hidden ones are the elect of God. God knows where they are, doesn't he? He knew where to find us, didn't he? That's right. But he knew exactly where we were, Brother Dave. And he came and he took us out of that pit, man. Help came from above. Amen. Amen. You know, remember, remember Jeremiah's in that pit? He's, they, they lowered him, they threw him in the pit. And, and it was miry clay, it was all wet clay. He couldn't, every time he climbed up a little bit, he slid right back down. That was us, that, that was the condition we were in, beloved. And, and help came from above. Here comes a hand. And what's he did? He lifted us right out of that pit, didn't he? And he put us on solid ground. And that being himself the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? We're not in that pit anymore. We've been redeemed. My, we thought, I have no hope, and yet he says, you're one of my hidden ones. Remember back before the Lord saved us? Do you remember the loneliness and despair that sometimes happened in our lives? All that time, he was looking upon us with love. All that cake mix that was going on in our lives to make us who we are. All those things, right? All things work for the good for those who, who, who are the called. For those, the, those who, are, who are in Christ Jesus, right? All those things, good and bad that happened to us, just mixed up. And all that time, he's got his eye on you, Zane. Because you're a hidden one. Everlasting eyes of love upon you. Sees all our pain, all our soul, all our tears, and yet there he is. Ever watching over, ever caring for us, ever carrying us. We thought we were doing everything on our own. Look what I've done. That's right, brother. Very proud. See, it's in our nature, isn't it? Even after we're saved, we struggle with pride. And yet, and yet, the whole time, he's sustaining us, beloved. Because we're one of his hidden ones. My, if not even a sparrow falls to the ground without him knowing, think, think of how, how much he watches over us. And we're called in the text there in verse 3, we're called thy hidden ones. Look at that. They've consulted against what? Thy hidden ones. Notice it's plural too. There's more than one. (laughs) There's a, as a matter of fact, the hidden ones are a number no man can number. My. And think of this. What we have in Christ is hid from natural man. When we saw Christians before the Lord saved us, we didn't go, "Oh, the, the, there's one of the hidden ones." Right? That's what we used to think, yeah, there's one of them holy rollers. We never thought, we never thought, we never thought, well, there's, there's one who God's watching over, protecting the whole time. Oh, my. See, the Lord Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. And he was manifest to redeem those who are called in our text, thy hidden ones. That's why he came to redeem us. Because we were given to him by the Father. And natural man can't perceive that. I had no clue about that before I was saved, did you? Never even entered my mind. But yet here's the Lord Jesus Christ dying on Calvary's cross. Redeeming a multitude of people that no man can number. And they walked by him and said, well, he saved others. How come he can't save himself? And meanwhile, here he is given his life for a multitude of people that they can't even number. They had no clue who he was. Just like we had no clue who he was before the Lord saved us. It's only by revelation that we know who he is. And the spiritual life of the saints is hid from the men of the world too. Natural man's alienated from God. And, and we who believe were, were in that state at one time. We were alienated from God in our minds by wicked works, the scriptures say. We, we, we had no clue who he was. And the, and the world really knows nothing of, the, of eternal life. They, they think they know what it is, but they really don't have any clue what eternal life is. They, they know nothing of the heavenly manna who came down from heaven. To redeem his people from their sins, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, he came down from heaven to this world and lived as our substitute, beloved. They have no idea I had, did, did you have any idea of that brother Zane No, I had no idea. growing up as a teenager and a young man had no idea, totally clueless, weren't we? Groping in the dark, groping in the dark, but you know what beloved. Oh, rejoice. We've been taken from the darkness of our sin. And we've been translated to the kingdom of the dear Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because we're his hidden ones. We're his hidden ones. My, this is why we preach the gospel. We have no clue who God's people are. So we preach the gospel, send it out on the internet, send it out to wherever we can. Praying that God would use it to save his people from their sins. And we'll rejoice. We're going to rejoice whether we know that the Lord's saving people. Well, we know he's using the message because it won't return unto him void. And whether he's just building his people. up, we're going to rejoice no matter what, aren't we? We're going to rejoice. I was listening to Brother Tom Hardin. He's got these little 16-minute messages. Oh, my gosh. I was about shouting today. Listen to that. The finished, perfect work of Christ. It's done. It's complete. And there's nothing we add to that. Now, Scripture says this. Now, to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. See, it has to be revealed to us. It, was kept, it says, which was kept secret before the world began, but now is made manifest, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith to God only. Wise be glory through Jesus Christ forever. Amen. That which was hidden, the gospel, is now revealed. Do you know it was hid from ages and generations? It says in Colossians chapter 1. And now it's now it's being made manifest. Who, who came into this world? The Lord Jesus Christ. God's salvation is now manifested. And that's what we preachers do. We stand up and we proclaim Christ. I, I don't have any time preaching anything else. And I don't want to waste your time preaching anything else. Because there's nothing else to preach, is there? There's nothing else. If Christ isn't enough, then there's something wrong. I mean, there's something wrong, beloved. Oh, my. So the believer is hid with Christ. Our spiritual life is in Christ, right? Outside of Christ, we don't have any spiritual life at all. He's the head, the root, and the foundation of our spiritual life, of our eternal life. And this this is why the believer is safe. This is why we're safe, because we're hid in Christ. We're hid in him, beloved. If we weren't hid in Christ, we wouldn't be safe, would we? Do you know God's? Do you know God's? Oh my, think of this, beloved. God's wrath against our sin is being extinguished in Christ. I mean extinguished. There's nothing left. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. That's wonderful. It's gone. There's not even a wisp of smoke. It's gone. The King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Prince of Peace cried, it's finished. What's, what's finished? Well, the salvation of God's people, finished. The wrath of God's extinguished. And as I said a couple weeks ago, our sins were buried with Christ, beloved. Hallelujah, right? What a blessing. So God says, I, I don't even see your sin. Oh, Oh, Father, give us faith just to rest in that truth. Right? Oh my! And what joy that can bring our souls to just rest in that truth. They're buried, brother. They're they're gone, never to be remembered anymore. My. And he's he's the water of life. God's people are hid in him. We have eternal life in him. Look at verse look at verse three again of Psalm eighty three. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against thy hidden ones. Now, God's people aren't hidden from God. Note here they're called his hidden ones. Who's hid us in Christ? God the Father. When did he hide us in Christ? The Amen, brother. <laughs> Before the foundation of the world, man. We didn't have anything to do with that, did we, brother? I'm glad. Amen, man. Amen. <laughs> can we mess that up, brother Zane? Oh. Amen, brother. We can't mess that up, can we? No. Oh, praise God. Oh my, it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. They're not unknown to Him. He 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 knows them all. Christ has redeemed them. Right. He's known them from eternity. He's loved us from eternity. He's loved the hidden ones from eternity. And then he's he going to glorify us one day, beloved. Our, our brothers and sisters are in glory. They've already been glorified. They're in the presence of Christ. Yeah, and we will be one day too. Why? Because we're the hidden ones of Christ. We're the hidden. We're hidden Christ. We're the hidden ones of God. What? not that, that amazing? We say, Me? That's what the scripture says. I'm going to. Do, I'm just going to trust the scriptures, and I believe what God says. And if He says we're the hidden ones, praise be to God. We're hidden. Right? It's wonderful, isn't it? Oh, it's it's wonderful. Oh my, and and we're not unknown to Christ because He knows every one of His sheep by name. Yeah, think of that. You know, before we were even born. God knew what our name would be.? Huh? And know we have a new name in heaven. It's called the Lord our Righteousness. We've got a new name. It's, it gives all the glory to Christ. <laughs> See, He's called the Lord our righteousness, and we're called, we're called the Lord His righteousness. We're His. We're His beloved. Isn't that amazing? It's mind-boggling, brother. It really is. My. Turn, if you would, to Psalm 57. A few psalms over. A few psalms over. And no, note, note, note I, I'm going to just read that last verse of this psalm while you're turning there. Psalm eighty-three, eighteen says, That man may know that, that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, art the most high over all the earth. See, we're saved to magnify God. Right? Remember a couple weeks ago, I preached on, on, um, we, we were born to, to, for the glory of Christ, just like that lame man was born for the glory of Christ. Do you know every one of us? Brother Dave, you were born for the glory of Christ. Huh? Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah, we just glorify him. Now. And now that we're saved, now we just seek to glorify him, don't we? We seek to praise him. We seek to worship him now. And the world will try to raise up against God. And again, as I said, earlier, he just laughs at them. He laughs at them, beloved. And, and the world may mock his hidden ones. They may, they may try to destroy his hidden ones. But God will protect them. God will always protect his people. Always. 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 Why? Because we're hidden. We're hidden by God. And if God hides us in Christ, there ain't nobody in this world getting to us either. Now they may, they may kill the body but they cannot take away the soul, beloved. They cannot take away the soul. Do you know we're his jewels? Do you know we're his peculiar treasure? You ever think of that? We're jewels. My oh my. We're like rubies in the eyes of the Lord. It's amazing. And we're clothed in Christ's precious righteousness. And the last verse in Psalm 83 there says, "Tells Jehovah, that's the self-existent one, beloved. Now let's look again at 57. We'll read verses 1 to 3. Oh, what rest and comfort God's people can find in Christ. Look at this. It's a midsum of David when he fled from Saul in the cave. Be merciful to unto me, God. Or be merciful to unto me, O God. God has been so merciful to us in Christ, we can't even measure it. We can't even plumb the depths. We can't even measure it. As high as, as high as the the sky is, and the and heaven is from us, we can't even. It goes even further than His mercy. We we can't even measure it. As deep as the ocean is, His mercy is is depthless. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in Thee. Oh, look at that. That's by God-given faith. That's by the power of God, the Holy Spirit. Yea, in the shadow of Thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpast. That's like a hen putting her feathers over over her little chicks during a storm, and she sure have sure let that storm beat upon her, and sure stay right there as long as she can. Oh my, I will cry unto God Most High. Look at this. Unto God that performeth all things for me. That's our God. Who performed our salvation? Christ. Who planned and purposed our salvation? God the Father. Who regenerates us? God the Holy Spirit. Who keeps us from falling? God. He does everything for us. Isn't this amazing? See, and you preach this, and men hate this. But God's people love it. We love it, don't we? We love it. We love Because, you know we, know, we know we're but dust. And God knows we're, I, I read that on Sunday, God knows we're but dust. Yeah, just think of that. He knows the frailty of our being, and yet he still has such mercy upon us. You can't measure the, the depths of mercy, but Woo, where his dust is right. Yeah. We're hidden dust. Hey. Oh, my. Look at this. He shall send from heaven. Shall. Yeah, there it is again. There it is again. One of the sisters here, she pulled me aside on Sunday. She goes, you know, I've been reading more and more, and I, I see shall everywhere. I said, <laughs> yeah, 9,000 times it's used in the scripture. Though. If you do a search on the word Shall. Oh, my. He shall send from heaven. And he did. He sent Christ, didn't he? The Father sent Christ. And saved me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. He did that. He did that, beloved. The world, the flesh, and the devil. Swallow us up. God's justice would, would, would destroy us. His wrath would, would consume us. He saved us from himself, from his own wrath. My But look at this. God shall, there it is again, Dave, send forth his mercy and his truth. Who's the way, the truth, and the life? The Lord Jesus Christ, sent by God. Remember our in John 17, sent, sent. So God's hidden ones are found where the people of the world would, would least think they are. They're amongst the despised ones. They're amongst the weak ones. Not many noble. Not many noble are called. God uses the foolish things of the world. Again, I've, I've said this many times. It doesn't mean we're, we're not intelligent. That just means we're common. That's what that means. Henry Mahan said that one time, and I love that. He said, he said that, that doesn't mean God's people don't know nothing. It just means we're common people. Well, we find that we really don't know a whole lot, though, don't we? in everything we know we learn from God he he gave us the ability to learn it right and to know it my oh my so the world think think of this think of this think think of how the world think of how the world shuns those who are the hidden ones of God think of that woman at the well she had to come in the afternoon because otherwise she'd be mocked because she had five husbands think of that lady who was bought to Christ I was talking with one of the guys today, but the lady's bought brought to Christ and caught in the very act of adultery and he says he who, has, he who has no sin cast the first stone and from the oldest to the youngest they left and left her there and he said is there any that condemn you and she said none Lord she called him Lord none Lord he said neither do I condemn thee. go and sin no more Oh, my. A despised one. Think of Paul. Think of how the church despised Paul. He was going around murdering Christians. Wow. He was an object of God's eternal love. He was one of the hidden ones. Think of David with Bathsheba. Think of how he sent Uriah to the front lines. A man after God's own heart. The one who the brothers said, huh? or the dad said, no, nah, you don't want him. He's the youngest one. He's just, he's just a ruddy little man. And Samuel said, bring him. And the Spirit of God had, had Samuel anoint him, didn't he? Oh, my. Think of how Saul despised David, yet Jonathan loved him so much so that he even went against his own dad who was king because he recognized that God's hand was upon David that he was God's true king my we could go on and on too saints of old who the world thought there's no hope for him no hope for her Mary Magdalene, a prostitute. The Lord saves her. Remember, remember the, the, the oh, and, and I, I actually love this, in Luke chapter 15, when, when the Lord's sitting there with publicans and sinners, Dave, he'd be sitting there with you and I in our natural state, sitting there with publicans and sinners, and then Pharisees come and say, why is he sitting with publicans and sinners? Praise God he sat with publicans and sinners, didn't he? Because that's who we are. See, the, the who's who, the noble, the, the higher-ups, hated them without a cause. Now, there's a few that the Lord saves. Not many, but the common folks. There's a whole bunch of common folks the Lord saved, isn't there? And I'm one of them. I'm just a common little Canadian boy from Canada, right? Y'all a common American boy, Right? <laughs> Men now. We're both men now. But, you know, when I was born, there was no trumpets or nothing, right? Were, were there any trumpets when you were born, brother? No. Yet here we are. We're born into the world and we're the hidden ones of God. Princes. We don't even know. We're heirs. Remember Galatians? We're heirs and we don't even know it until the time that's appointed to the Father. Dave, you were a prince, man. Back in the day. Didn't even know it. Isn't that amazing? Brother Brian, your testimony, you're driving down the road. Right? Your wife and your daughter's talking away. You don't, and the Lord saves you like that. And then you find out you're one of the hidden ones. Oh, 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 oh my. Isn't that wonderful? God's hidden ones are all those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what characteristics are of them? They were once dead in trespasses and sins. They once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in dis- children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversations in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now, praise God, doesn't stop there. It says, but God, but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, that means to be born again together with Christ, by grace that he saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 6. Already seated in heavenly places. You know, you know how that can be? we're in christ the head's already there and like henry used to say where the head is the body's soon going to (laughs) follow right oh my i'll tell you so here in our text we see that god's people are called the hidden ones they got four quick points why are we called the hidden ones number one because he's put us out of the reach of our adversaries and concealed us in a place of safety and you know where that is that's in christ God the Father has put us in Christ. My oh my. We're protected by by our sovereign God. He's got He 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 can He protects us. He watches over us. He, he keeps our foes from us. He keeps our adversaries at bay. When they rise up against us, He's going to protect them. We've seen that even in the church body. God protected them, protected his people. My, oh, my. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he he shall hide me. Shall again. He shall hide me. In his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me? Because I'm a hidden one, right? Oh, my. Don't deserve to be a hidden one. But that's God's choice, isn't it? He shall set me upon a rock, and now mine head shall be, shall be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, when I offer the tabernacle, sacrifices of joy. Right? Lips that used to curse him, now praise his mighty name. I will sing ye, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hallelujah. That's only by the grace of God, right? Again, we're called the hidden ones number two because he gives us quiet and peace even in the midst of turmoil and sorrow. How do we know that? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. My, oh my. The more trials we endure, beloved, the closer we get to the Lord, and He He's the one who makes it so, not us. He makes it so. As Sister Barb, Patrick said, He's weaning us off this world, beloved, through trials and tribulations. Another reason we're called the hidden ones because we're not understood by the world. Now. I can understand this on both sides. I did not understand believers before the Lord saved me. I, Like Dave said earlier, I thought they were just a bunch of holy rollers who thought they were better than me. Little did I know that the ones who truly were saved were saved sinners who did not think they were better than me at all. That's the world's perception, isn't it? And here we are hell deserving sinners saved by the grace and mercy of God and we just want to let other people know about it. Mercy beggars, brother. Amen. He who has been made to live unto God lives a quiet, quiet, incomprehensible life to the natural man. They don't understand it. I've had people say to me, how can you be so calm in the midst of everything going on in this world? Because I know my God is sovereign. He's in control. I don't, I can put my head down at night whether there's a, a conflict over here or a conflict over there and whether I don't wake up that night the next day I can pillow my head knowing my God's in full control. Now if anything happens to me he's going to take care of my family he's going to take care of you all here. Right? And we can pillow our head and have a good night's sleep resting in the arms of the everlasting one. Knowing that we're hidden in Christ. And we're weak by our own strength. We know that. But who do we rest in? We rest in the one who has all strength and all power. The Lord Jesus Christ. We rest in him. Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knows us not. Because it it knew him not. Beloved now. Now. Right Right this minute, beloved, right now. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Right now we see through a glass darkly, don't we? But then, face to face. Just like we see each other. Isn't that wonderful? And the world doesn't understand that. But notice that there, that was 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Notice it says, the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. doesn't know him. Why are God's people called the hidden ones? Well, because all of God's saints are not yet revealed. He's still saving sheep, isn't he? Oh, he's still saving sheep, beloved. He's got his sheep scattered all over this world. He's still saving sheep by the regenerating power of God, the Holy Spirit, through the gospel. Man, those who were chosen in Christ in eternity, those who God gave to Christ in eternity, those who Christ has redeemed upon the cross by the shedding of his own precious blood, shall have revealed to them the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're living proof of that. The only reason... We know God. The only reason we're born again, the only reason why we cry, Abba, Father, is because God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts where we now cry, Abba, Father, we're born again. But the only reason being because we're one of the hidden ones and we're redeemed by that precious blood of Christ at Calvary's cross. And the reason we're redeemed by that blood is because God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Now, why would people get mad about that? I don't understand that. I even got mad about that when I was in the religion. Now I look back and go, why did I get mad at that? Why? It gives God all the glory. See, that's the problem. That's the problem right there, brother. That's the problem. That's the problem. It strips man, it strips man's will down to nothing. It whittles it right down to nothing, doesn't it? It puts man in the dust where we should be. And it puts God high above us on his throne. And praise be to God, beloved, the hidden one knows whom he chose. He knows whom he has redeemed. He knows whom he has called and whom he will call. He knows whom he has justified and whom he will justify. He knows, he knows, he knows those who are in current darkness that will be translated to the light. Oh my. With an everlasting love. Nothing is left up to the sinner. Hallelujah. That's right. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Oh. Nothing is left up to the sinner for the salvation of their souls. No works of ours. The Lord Jesus Christ has done it all. We just look to him and live by God given faith. And that's why scripture says salvation's of the Lord. It's of the Lord. My he knows what it costs to redeem us god the father knows he sent his son to redeem us he knows the cost oh my and he also knows he knows those who are hidden from the world and hidden from us but they're not hidden from him and he's going to send his message to them. right he's either going to send a preacher to them or he's going to send the message to them of the preaching of the gospel of the lord jesus christ And they will be born again by the Holy Spirit of God and given faith to believe. My, oh, my. And think of this. He knows our pain. He knows our sickness. He knows our thoughts. He knows our trouble. He knows what's to come. We have no idea what comes tomorrow. He already knows, and he's already made provision for it. My. What a redeemer! Our dear brother Marcus suffering with kidney stones right now. Found out, really going through it. So keep him in your prayers. Really going through it. He wrote a note in the group chat I'm in with him, and he said, "God's sovereign. I know that this this come from Him, and I just pray He gives me grace and strength to get through it." My, oh my, beloved. Take away the stones. Yeah, take away the <laughs> stones, please. Say, please. Oh my oh my and you know what he's promised he's promised his hidden ones I'll never leave you nor forsake you and that's a fact that's right brother and by God given faith we believe it and we rest in that we rest in that truth listen to this in Hebrews lest therefore fear lest the promise being left of us entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. See, Christ is a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on the wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And in this place, if thou shalt enter into my rest, that being Christ, right? Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying to David, today, after so long a time, as this today, if thou will hear thy voice, harden not your hearts. Don't harden your hearts. For if Jesus had given them rest, that would not, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? For there remaineth the rest to the people of God. For he that has entered into his rest, he's also ceased from his own works. We've ceased from our works. We've entered into the rest of Christ. And it says, as God did from his... That's why I say nothing's left up to the sinner for our salvation. And that's why we say hallelujah. What a praise be to God. There's nothing left up. God's already supplied it. It's already done. I'm, I'm preaching a work, a salvation that's already accomplished. Why would anything, anybody think that they, they needed to add to perfection? You can't add to perfection. Because if you try, it's not Grace. It's works. Oh my. Yeah. He's perfect. Christ is perfect. He perfectly finished the work. He did a perfect atonement for our souls. He, he perfectly satisfied God's justice. He perfectly dis- extinguished the wrath of God. Oh hallelujah. Against us. And he clothed us in his perfect righteousness. And he perfectly paid. In full. All that God demanded for our sins. What do we say? Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> it's finished. <laughs> Brother Brian, can you close us in